Hey everybody, welcome to another exhilarating episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business, and Broskies. I am the always intelligent, always well-spoken, always insightful Adam Harris, and we're here with, hmm, what adjectives can we come up with for you today, Ken? Do you make me want to throw up? <laughs> we need to delete all of this, just to start. Why? Because you're just terrible. I think it's pretty funny, actually. Go on. <laughs> what are we talking about today? So, well, first off, let's just say that, you know, we've had a brief hiatus on some of these episodes, so we apologize for that, but, you know, it's been the summer and we've had a chaotic schedule, so it's been kind of hard to fit in this podcast, but I think we get back on routine, start posting these weekly again, and really get back into the groove. So, this episode, Kenny and I racked our brain about all this, and kind of, you know what I mean, threw some ideas up in the air, kind of figured out what we wanted to do, and we came up with mindset, right, is what we really want to focus on on this episode, at least business-wise, and I guess personality-wise, on how that could really alter your trajectory and change, obviously, how you view things, right? Yeah, I think we've touched on it a few different times, and I think it's about time we sit down and kind of devote a, a good chunk of um, a podcast and then kind of really dive into it. Yeah, mindset and how, I mean, we'll dive into like a real deep conversation about it, but how it can just change your entire outlook on your life and make you from just going from a mediocre life to a great life and just a mediocre business life to a extraordinary business life by not really changing anything else but other than how you view things. So before we delve into that, we're going to talk about some bourbon and, of course, the beer we're drinking. What are you feeling today? Beer or bourbon first? Uh, I personally always like starting with start, – starting. I pers- personally always like starting with bourbon first, so – it's up to Why you. Why bourbon first? I don't know. I just feel like it's the hard hitter. So you want to go with that first. It's like I'm drinking bourbon. I'm kind of chasing it with this beer. So naturally the bourbon will go first. Yeah, because that's like everybody that went there like, hey, I go to the bar and I get some bourbon and I chase it with beer. Not like, you know, maybe chase it with water. Like, you know, adults. Hey, I'm just going but with the tools I had given to me. I agree with you. So today we are drinking an Elijah Craig small batch bourbon mm-hmm. which is 94 proof which I'm feeling it it's pretty good I don't I don't think it's bad no it's pretty good um I still think for the price I don't think we had anything that was better than uh whatchamacallit Eagle Rare Eagle Rare yeah it's definitely well the Buffalo Trace Distillery everything they put out is just fucking money it really is but this one 94 proof it's really good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. And I think we also got to give, like, you know, throw a little credit to the fact that anybody who likes drinking bourbon, if they're not already, got the, by the got, wow, easy for me to say. Dude, we're a, not even drunk and we're both stuttering. I know, right? Um, well, we're out of practice for a while. We're not used to talking into a microphone. Yeah. But those sphere balls, ice balls that you oh, have. Those things are the best. My brother has a uh, Death Star from Star Wars. That's Does he? His, yeah, it's his ice ball. He's such I, an idiot. Remember I was going to buy the one that was the Buddha one? Yeah, you should have. I was, but they were saying, that, like, I guess how it was. Oh, all. yeah, it got bad ratings. Yeah, it got all the bad ratings and all that. But no, I bought a four-pack of them for, like, 28 bucks. They're super convenient. Throw them in the freezer. These are the best. Yeah. Amazon and they, Prime to your house for this weekend. Two days. Boom. Right there. Jeff Bezos. Shout out. Whenever he listens to this Where's podcast. This guy ever. Yeah, yeah, whenever we're super famous. Um, but, uh, no, they're really good, and they keep it from getting your bourbon actually watered down and all that. So they're money. I'd highly recommend and all that. But I was reading a little bit about this because, you know, I always have to have a fun fact I want to throw in there for the um, bourbon. Yes, we know you love your fun facts. I do love the fun facts. I feel like it's just cool things that you just want to know that you can sound sophisticated and, like, spout off when you're just, like, talking to your buddies. But the Elijah Craig Small... Oh, my God, wait. Have you ever seen Eurotrip? Yes, of course I've seen Eurotrip. Everybody goes, uh, hey, here's a fun fact. And then the dude goes, here's a fun fact. You made out with your sister. <laughs> and then he talks about Jamie's tiny penis. Yes. Oh, Jamie, the one that has the um, fanny pack and yes. the camera the entire time. Yeah. What was the thing called? <laughs> um, yeah, whatever. That, I, I remember, remember that. I remember the, the Nikon? It was his camera. Yeah, the fanny I don't remember what his fanny pack was. Though. No, but um, yeah, it was the camera I was talking about. But I remember that scene about that. Remember they had the robot fight? In the yeah. middle, like in front of the Louvre. That was funny. Um, but so I was looking at this, and the Elijah Craig is actually named after a gentleman called Elijah Craig. He was Go a rapper, figure. Right? 
Well, you never know. I mean, let's go figure. Go on. Was it in the uh, 1789? 1800s, yeah. So 1789 was it? Was? So he was a reverend down in Kentucky, and the fun fact is he <laughs> is credited with pioneering the charring of the inside of the oak barrels for the process of making bourbon. Smart guy. Yeah, they were saying like it was like a warehouse fire or something like that that came. Think up about new. that was his idea. Think about how many people in his lifetime he got hammered, and then think about how many people got hammered since then off of that idea. That is a very valid point. Literally. Like, probably. exponentially, like, the amount of people that would have... There's had to be more... There's probably more drunk people, because, you know, people drink bourbon over and over, than there are on the planet right now. If you think about it, probably. probably. You got all the times they drank? Probably. There's probably more people drinking. I was reading something, too. You remember how we were idea. talking about the one time, um, whenever we were drinking that uh, High West and the uh, Mid- Midwest grain products, and, like... Your how favorite many, bourbon? <laughs> God, I hate that stuff. <laughs> um... But we were talking about the limited amount of, like, big distilleries in the U.S., and I was reading somewhere that, like, 90% of the bourbon distilled in the entire world is out of Kentucky, is out of Kentucky which is just crazy, absolutely crazy. So go Kentucky. Go Kentucky. So I don't, I don't know. This is a B, B minus. What would you consider that? Because we, we're, we're going off the same price point right now. Hmm. All right, it's we not, talked, we have to have brackets. So you put this in. I would say it's in the same bracket as the Eagles Rare. It's which not was as good. What was this? That thirty to fifty? Is that the bracket? Yeah, that was the bracket we were talking about for that one. Um, so that Eagle one, Rare is an A. I would definitely say it was an A. Okay. It's a yeah, B minus. This is a B minus. If that's B-. an A, I'd say this is a B minus. It's not bad. It's definitely drinkable. No, it's not bad at it's all. Just, but it's not. I mean, it's not Eagle Rare. No, it doesn't have the sweetness to it. It's got a little bit more bite to it. Not bad. I would drink it no. again. Yeah, I, I mean, I like the... Uh, I obviously like bourbons. I have a little bit of bite to it, but... It's not that... It's not like it's the It's a good different bite. bite. Yeah, it's yeah. different bite. It's not like that rye bite where yeah, you yeah, actually yeah, have, yeah, like, yeah. I guess, what would you say, like the spice to it, like yeah, a rye does. That one just has is, a but... alcoholy almost taste yeah. to it. Yeah, I got you. So, you know, like Kenny said, we're chasing our bourbon with a beer. And this is a... I think we mentioned Genius. this on the podcast before, right? Because I yeah, was drinking that. I was drinking Stacy's Mall. Or one of us was drinking no, Stacy's Mall. No, we didn't have Stacy's Mall. No, we I brought ta- it up. I talked we talked about, about it. Mall. But no, like Kenny said, we're drinking the Evil Genius Brewing, and this one is called Hashtag Adulting, which is a guava-infused IPA. It's not bad. No, it's not. So It's this, not killer by any means, but it's not bad. The stats on it are 6.8% alcohol, and it's a 45 IBU. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not bad. No, I don't. I don't think it's awful. It's drinkable. So it's just average. All right. Well, we have to because everybody I know we've been getting comments left and right about Kenny's illustrious um, beer rating scale. So on this one, what do you think? It's pretty average. It's not bad. It's not good. It's somewhere down the middle. And as we get into the fall, this is going to get... I think feel like the score will go down. Like It's kind of like a springy, summery beer, you know, for an IPA. I'd say probably like a 7.354, something like that. Oh, I would, see, that's a little bit higher than I thought you'd want. Yeah. I thought you'd want 7.1. Like a 7.126 or something. So no, I think 7 was like average. Seven's like a C, we, we established. Yes. So I think it's like right above average. It's acceptable. Yeah, it's a great above average. I definitely like the the Evil Genius Brewing. It's a solid brewery. I have no problem with them. Yeah, I think Stacy's Mom blows this out of the water, though. Stacy's Mom is pretty good. Yeah, I think it blows this out of the water. I would have to agree with you. It has like a, a whole lo- point higher. Yeah. Stacy's Mom is probably in the east. Stacy's Mom, too, has just... I don't know what... It has, like, an explosion in your mouth, almost. Like it's it just good. It just has a lot of great mouthfeel. <laughs> a lot of great... <laughs> Just like a fruitiness. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll go with these sexual, you know, innuendos. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I'm a fan of it. So yeah, look. Wow, we kept this the alcohol segment a little um, shorter. Today. Usually we drink higher alcohol. Usually the beer is a little bit better. We just missed the mark with this one. I think. I don't think we missed the mark, but I think it was definitely. Yeah, we could have done better. I mean, I wish I didn't have 24 of them. Yeah, I told you. I told you, man. You start. That's I mean, why I like this, trick it. the six. Oh, it's definitely not a bad one. You throw a couple of them, you can. No. Have them. But no. And then also, I just want to. I got a fresh haircut today. And I'm gonna plug my um. You know, say it's fresh. It's a haircut. Dude, McGuinn's barber shop. 
Squirrel Hill. Dude, it's a fresh haircut. You look like one of those girls that just shave half their head and just leave the other. Why do you have to be such a dick? Dude, I'm not even being a dick. You're just mad because you're bald. Wait, wait. Can we have another? Let's let's have another discussion about this on this podcast so people can listen. They can chime in. So we're trying to grow this podcast, right? I'm still trying to figure out why I look so much better bald than you do with hair. I don't know. Go on. I don't. Yeah, but it's not like you look good either way. It's like the lesser of two evils. You look like Sid the Sloth from Ice Age. Dude, that hurts. <laughs> that literally hurts. Literally when you walked in, I heard, like shot. I heard Jameson go, oh my god, it's Uncle Sid. And I was like, Jameson, that's the movie. <laughs> that's not your uncle. <laughs> now when we put on Ice Age, he just goes, I want to see Uncle Sid. <laughs> I'm like, Jameson, his name's Adam. As I have therapy later to deal with all of the, you know, insecurities I have going forward. She's like, like, why do you talk about Ken so much? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, you all, all you talk about is Ken is how he picks on you and how you get way too drunk whenever you hang out with him. Are you really sure you want to be friends with him going forward? It's all out of love. I think it's not like we've developed that, like, friendship, though, where we just realize that nobody else really likes each one of us. And we're like kind of the we just tolerate each other for so long. We're like, yeah, we know who each other is, and it's like, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's like the devil, you know. It's like I'm. Too it's lazy. like uh, what you call Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty. It's like Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Like they're both bad for each other, but like, eh, I have fun on the adventures at yeah, least. You say, who else is gonna go on this <laughs> dumbass adventure? Yeah, exactly. It's like, eh, all right, but no. Like how we got on this was that, which we don't need to get into another uh, twenty minute conversation about Rick and Morty. Because we could, but November season four, four, yes. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Yes, super pumped. Is season four? Uh, yeah. Yeah, season four. I was thinking about Preacher. That's another great show. You still haven't watched that, have you? No, I'm gonna save it, dude. That's so good. I don't think I could say what they. I don't think I could politely say the plot line on this show without offending a lot of people because it's one of the most twisted effed up shows I've ever seen but it's by produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg and all I know is they did Sausage Party dude that movie's great and the end scene whatever they have the falafel dude and the uh what's the other what the food orgy why does that corona smell like pot it does have established I don't understand why you just cracked it <laughs> dude you smell put, it no I can smell the cap in here like you put the cap smell in that it smells like weed. I don't understand why. So, everybody, so we were having Kenny and I, whenever we first started this, I cracked one of the... Uh, I need to hash- Google this. I feel, like, I, I feel like I wonder if this is a thing. Hashtag adulting. So, I drank that before we, we started this, and I had a couple of them. Um, and then I opened up Corona because it was in the fridge. And the thing smells like marijuana. Straight marijuana. I don't understand. It makes no sense. I don't sense. get it either. But, um... It does, man. God... Yeah. It's like well, Snoop Dogg invaded. <laughs> Literally, it makes no sense. <laughs> but while I'm googling that, and um, so what we were talking about was talking our about? Um, plan to grow our empire in advertising, and I came up with the illustrious idea yesterday that you shot down. And this I idea just, is horrible. no, it isn't. I want our viewers to hear this. This idea is listen horrible, bro. You want to? Gonna... This idea is so fucking bad. Tell me, I think it's a great idea. It's a horrible idea. You want to make coasters? With our logo on it. Yes. And our on the other side. On, and the other side. Bars. Have our Instagram page, which has a link to our podcast. Are you going to sit there and laminate 500 coasters? You can buy 500 of them for $180. Okay. And you can use them one time. Yeah. But what do you do when you go to the bar? So I'll just give you a dollar, write our shit on it, and just put it on somebody's beer. Because you're literally just going to piss it away. You're going to set the beer on it. The beer's going to get wet with sweat. And it's going to disintegrate the coaster and they're going to throw it out. Okay. So complete waste of money. What do you do whenever you go to the bar? Uh, I usually get a napkin, put it in my beer, and within two seconds I have to get another napkin. Okay. If you had a coaster, would you look at the coaster? No. Why would you look at the coaster? Are you not curious? Do you know me for how many years? Do you think I would ever pick that coaster up and be like, oh, look? No. Okay. I would. I would look at the coaster. You pick that gross, soggy, disintegrating coaster up. No, what are they? Oh, look. All right, let me ask you this. Would you go to a local diner and they sit down and have all these advertisements on the pad? Do you sit there and look look at them? Yeah, actually, I do. And then you go on your phone and say, hey, I should go here? Not for, like, John's landscaping okay. company. Okay. Yeah, because I don't need landscaping. It's the best fucking idea. Yeah, but it's a... It's a terrible idea. 
Okay, so the idea... And you can read that, Matt. You're not going to be able to read the coaster when a beer's sitting on it, sweating all over it. All right, everybody. So here's the idea, and I think it's actually a pretty valid idea, is to buy a significant amount of coasters for a very cheap amount with our logo and our Instagram page on it and distribute it to local breweries around here, tap rooms, stuff like that, and have them disperse them to customers. So then people, while they're selling... Tell them how many coasters it is. 500. It's 500 coasters. Yes. So, you're going to get to use it one time. So, you have 500 customers is all you can reach. Yes. You just advertise on social media for way fucking cheaper and reach when, when people want to be just as effective. I don't think so. I feel like you would get more genuine interaction. Dude. So, if you're wasted at fucking... What bars in the south side now? Local. If you're wasted at local and somebody <laughs> set your beer on a coaster... At 11 p.m., you'd be like, oh, look, it's a local business I want to go visit. No. Yeah. Hi. Okay. You're trying to cater to a general, I don't know, public and local. The people local aren't trying to. Okay. Who do you try to I would say go to one of the local breweries like East End Brewery, Grist House, um, Cinderlands, any of those places like that that are local breweries around here. And have you think you're going to not only get, they're going to stop looking at their phones. Number one. Then, since they stop looking at their phones, they're going to stop their conversation with their friends. Number two. And then they're going to pick up their drink, see the coaster, think, oh, that looks great, and then strike up a conversation about the coaster with their friends. Number four. No, actually, what I was thinking was they would look at the coaster and then be like, oh, I wonder what this is. Type in our Instagram while they were looking at the coaster on their, while on their phone sitting at the bar. Look at it and be like, oh, I wonder what this is. And be like, wow, it's two people from Pittsburgh talking about beer i wonder what this is like our ig page see the content we're posting and maybe listen to our podcast that's a horrible idea can you put polls on instagram yeah actually you can we're gonna do that perfect pull it we're doing like, we're like, pulling this they're reasonably like this. kick that idiot out of the fucking okay group. all right that's fine what is the let's bet on fucking this degenerate. what's the butt i don't know i'll bet you the next bourbon even though i bought the last four bottles you didn't buy the last four bottles eagle rare High West, Elijah Craig, Gentlemen's. Okay. Gentlemen's, we're not drinking. What, what do you mean we're not drinking? Gentlemen's is great. Eventually. Yeah, it's not right now. Uh, okay, my last three. Eagle's Rare. High West, nobody should have drank that. That was disgusting. We should have brought it over. I'll drink it. I should have. You're right. And this one we're drinking now. Oh, okay. Would you like me to venue me money? Is that what you want? This is, I wait, know. I said we here. can bet a bottle. Right now, if this was on camera, this is me playing the world's smallest violin (laughs) for the heartstrings that you know mean. Poor you had to buy a $30 bottle of bourbon while I do all the editing and everything else for this podcast. (laughs) And you had to buy a $30 bottle. That's a good idea. You come up with terrible. That's why I'm the idea person and you are not. And this is why this podcast is going to fall flat (laughs) on its face because you're the idea person. We're in a world of hurt. That could be true. Okay. What's your other idea for advertising then? Let's go. If you want to squash my creativity... I can't let all my ideas out over the air. People will steal them. Um, I want to draw on paper with crayons and hand them out at the supermarket. Is that what you want to do? Who got more followers, me or you? I think it was pretty no. mutual. <clears throat> mutual? Mutual. Or you hot? Smelling this corona, yeah, I might be. All right, you gather all the phones that you got... And I'll gather all the users I got, and then we'll put them together. All right, let's continue. Are you talking about follower? I will go to iTunes to get a database of all the followers we have. I don't think you can. I know. I really don't don't think there's a way. And I'm pretty sure that, like, I don't know how, but there's probably people are listening that don't know either one of us somehow. I guarantee you there is. Oh, for sure. So, who gets those We don't even know as many people that... Yeah, the devices we have right now, I don't even know that many people. No, I don't even think I'm having any contacts on my phone. Absolutely not. Anyway, well, how did we get off topic? What were we talking about? Because we always get off topic because you're a jackass and you think you, and you have to be right all the time because you're four foot three. <laughs> don't get me started. It's okay. Sid, where were we? Sid the sloth? Yes, Sid the sloth. Did it hurts. Don't be, dude. You don't understand how hard it is being me. It's fucking. I have to fight saber tooth ti- tigers. My best friend is a woolly mammoth. Okay. You did it to yourself with a haircut like that, dude. This haircut is fresh. You look like Roger Clotz from Dark 
From what? From Doug Funny, Roger Klotz. Uh, for two. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to go like the Pidgeotto route. Damn, that's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good, honestly. That's perfect. That's exactly Did you like that one? You're welcome. That's I feel like if I can't make fun of myself, like. you're just mad that you don't have any hair. I kind of like it. You're mad that your like, nice one-year-old son has longer hair than you. I wake up. I do nothing. Yeah, we know you don't You do not do anything. <laughs> Look at that. Put some nice soap on my head. You have a body built for comfort. You're like a lazy boy. No maintenance. I like it. All right, so why don't you run us into what we're going to actually talk about that might be productive today. What were we talking about? Oh, mindset, skills, results. I was going to say mindset and skills and results were going to be the like title on the yeah, podcast well, thing. But yeah, it all flows think. together. I would agree. Yeah, so I think, I don't know if we, how many times you and I sat down and tried figuring out how to put this. You mean when we actually have together. productive conversations, not just tearing each other apart? Mm-hmm. There's a few blimps every once in a while. <laughs> every once in a while. But, um, yeah, I think we, we, if we first sat down, we're like, how are these people that are so successful different from everybody else? And I think the main thing we came up with was mindset, right? Yeah, and drive, and I don't... I think that all falls under... Mindset, yeah, and their outlook mindset. on everything. I would agree with you. So, how do you take mindset? Or how do you... First off... I would say that you can't, you have to, before you can even alter your mindset, wouldn't you have to like take a hard look in the mirror and realize that your mindset is poor? Yeah, 100%. So or you, you have to have, be surrounded about, you have to be surrounded by good enough people that they'll say you have a shit. Because we all have friends that are basically a cancer to you and they just bitch to bitch. It's fine to complain every once in a while, but like if that's the majority of your conversations, like that's not fine. So, like, what do you, how would you describe a mindset like me i feel like a lot of the people at least i know have like a victim mindset like that poor me kind of thing and so like most people have everybody else's fault it's that and, and then most people get cluttered up with bs and they let and they worry about other the small things yeah. that really they can't control so it doesn't affect you like if you can't control it just let it go and figure out a way to get what you need to get done that's very that true and even if there is things that can like do affect you it's something that's so inconsequential that it's so really why even like, worry about it. Yeah, like okay, this does affect me, but it's really not that big of a deal. Like, let me just move forward with the whole thing. Yeah, my so, dad used to always say, "Is it going to matter now? Is it going to matter an hour from now? Is it going to matter a day from now? Is it going to matter a week from now? Is it going to matter a month from now? If it's not going to matter tomorrow, a week, then why are you? Even yeah, and you kind of prioritize it? like the shit that comes across you. Yeah. Like, is it really even worth dealing with? Is it really even worth worrying about or? Even getting, giving a second thought to. No, I would completely agree with you. And I think to actually like gauge your mindset, you have to look in the mirror and realize that, are you making excuses for yourself? Because I feel like that's what a lot of people do is they make excuses like, oh. That's what most of the bullshit cloud in your mind is, just excuses. Yeah, like, oh, it's too hard for me. Oh, I can't do that because yeah, I don't exactly. have this or I don't if, have if this If you can't resource. do something because, it's just an excuse to follow. I think it's a great point. Entirely. And, you know, I mean, there are some things like, oh, I can't buy a Lamborghini because I don't have a million dollars. All right. That's like a valid thing why you can't do it. But you could change your mindset where you're like, well, if I start doing X, Y, and Z, then I will get a million dollars. And in turn, I can buy a Lamborghini. Yeah. So you need to set like realistic, realistic goals, goals yeah. and uh, big goals. I think, you have, I think you need to have both. You definitely you have to have like an overall goal, but like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Inter intervals. Interval. Steps. It's like yeah, interval goals to get to that. It's almost like goal. if you're looking at like imagine a staircase, right? And like you're saying at the bottom, like you're going from first floor to second floor, and you see the second floor, and that's where you want to get. But then you have to look at all those steps getting to the yeah, second floor, and those are yeah, and those are your little there. goals that you have to try to achieve that you can push forward with. One hundred percent. And I feel like that's what a lot of people like. I will tell them like, if you're going to the gym or anything like that, a lot of people go in there and be like, I want to lose fifty pounds. And they go, what well, ain't going to happen overnight, bro? No, but you have to set realistic goals where you go, okay, mm-hmm. I want to go to the gym once this week because you've been going to the gym zero times this week. The last 10 years, yeah. Yeah, right? So then you got to go, I want to go once this week because then you you take that first step up that staircase and you make, wow, look, I did this, opposed to going, 
I need to lose 50 pounds. And you don't lose 50 pounds, you're pissed because you haven't got to the top already. Exactly. So then you turn into something like you want to go, oh, I want to go to the gym once a week. And then the next week you go, I want to go twice a week. And then three times. And you take realistic goals. And you have to take, especially on big things like that. My dad always told me this. It's like, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. And you know, he's the first time he ever told me that. I was like, I don't know, with a knife and fork? Like, what? how do you all? He's like, no, one bite at a time. One bite at a time. And it's the realest thing anybody's ever told me. That's what I, I don't, I mean, I don't need to cut you off. That's what I do in sales. So you get like a big number. It's you know, at first it's daunting. So I break it down to like if you have, usually it's a quarterly number. So if I have a quarterly number, I'll break it down to a monthly number, to a weekly number, to a daily number. So I know every single day, what do I have to hit to get me on track for that overall number? And I try not to even think about that big number because I know if I'm hitting those small mm-hmm. intervals along the way, I'll eventually get to that large number. Yeah, and it makes it a lot more attainable whenever exactly. you're looking at one. You're like, oh, I only you're have to sell freaking out, this like, small number today. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's simple. I can do that. Not like this just unachievable goal. And you're like, Jesus. And then eventually you get there and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I hit that. Yeah, but to get to that mindset, you have to – it's a very – it's a big change to switch your mindset from like a victim to like, would you say like almost an attacking mindset? Yeah. Where you can, you can achieve these things and you're going to achieve these things and it won't happen overnight. You can't wake up one morning and be like, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to quit saying poor me and I'm going to actually achieve my goals. You have to make small little changes like, okay, I'm going to quit making excuses why I'm not going to take on that big project or I'm not going to be able to close this big deal because of this job. I'm going to be like, I can do this. I will do this. Mm-hmm. And you have, I mean, positive statements are huge too. I tell myself all the time. I mean, I don't know. I have self-talks with myself constantly. Like you can do this. You will do this all the time because that just resonates inside of you and you can keep hearing that inside of your head whenever you tell yourself oh there's no way i can do this there's no mm-mm, that's impossible then you're just selling yourself where you're like i'm not going to do it and you're already selling yourself short and what's the point of even trying when you're it's already impossible to begin with in your mind that's why i think it's so important to surround yourself like good around good people because misery loves company so it's so easy to find somebody that you work with to bitch with mm-hmm. and just dwell and complain and like I said it's okay to vent your frustration sometimes and just get it out but um, and everybody has bad days where you just get overwhelmed I'll be the yeah. first one to tell you I get overwhelmed sometimes and it just seems sometimes insurmountable and you're like how do I dig myself out of this hole yeah that's why you gotta find some good people it's like alright let's vent five minutes of venting okay we vented what's the solution Here's the problem. Here's the solution. Yeah, and it's Let's not like, a, oh my God, my life sucks or anything like that. You're just like, I know it's hard. I'm okay with it. I just need to bitch about it and get it out of my system in two seconds. And then once you clear that out, then you're like, boom, all right, I can get back to my goal. I mean, that's why I'm a big proponent of therapy. Like conquer you, your inner bitch. Conquer, dude. You've been saying that a lot. And I actually like it. I love that. I do too, because it's something where you, you have to, because there's, we're all creatures of habit. I mean, wouldn't we all love to have six packs, make a million dollars, and sit on the couch and do nothing? Yeah. Right? 100%. And so it's easy to just sit back and go, hey, I'm going to go home. I'm going to sit on the couch, and I don't really want to do that much. But then you got to conquer your inner bitch and be like, no, Get we're up. not doing this. We're going to push yourself. Your shoes. That's yeah. One. Push yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, yep. That's like something if you're trying to go to the gym. I know it makes it a lot easier for me to go to the gym if, like, the night before, I pack a gym bag, put everything together and everything like that. Yeah, and- it's all about routine. If you can figure out a routine, which I know routine super hard for people that are in sales because, like, you know me, I'm always on the road and shit. But, like, an easy routine is on Sundays, I cook the majority of my meals for the week. Mm-hmm. So that's, like, my meal prep. And then after that, I sit down and I'll look at the accounts I'm meeting for the week. So that's like my account prep. Mm-hmm. So then when I go to meet accounts and go to like eat on the road so I'm not eating like shit and getting fat, everything's already done. I've already done all the prep work and then I'll go in right before I walk in the account. I'll get there early, review my notes from Sunday for five to 10 minutes and I go in, do my meeting. Next meeting, review my notes, five to 10 minutes, 
go in to the meeting. But I already know everything, so I did it all on Sunday. Like, that is my been my routine for five years. But then doesn't it help to walk into a meeting and you have that outline of what you're going to do and it instills confidence in you? Yeah, it's and fresh you have in the, your mind. And you have a little bit of confidence, which changes your mindset, too, where you're not walking in there going, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Oh, God, yeah, what's going to happen this? Uh, you got to have a point to being there, which, again, I think goes back to mindset. You have people that walk in and they're cool just shooting the shit and not really accomplishing anything. They're just, like, there to be your best friend. But you got to get in your mind, at least in mind of things. You have to get in your mind, like, we are both here to accomplish a goal. Like, they sell, your customer sells product, and you sell them product. Like, you're both making money together, and that needs to be your mindset. And you can develop a rapport while you're both making money. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's totally the ideal situation. Is, yeah, is like you know what I mean, developing rapport where it's trust, friendship. Yeah, kind you of. don't need to be friends to have trust. So like, you don't need to go golf. You don't need to go get dinner. You don't need to go get beers. Like, you can build trust by a strictly business. They trust you to be their business advisor because you're there to teach them what they need to do because they have. 7,000 other things going on. You know, you know, as a small business owner, like, wouldn't it be nice for somebody to know your business just as well as you do? Oh, that for that great. little segment, so you don't have to worry about it. You yeah. can just be like, hey, Ken knows my shit. He knows I need this much. I mean, this is obviously we're two, two completely different things, but wouldn't it be nice if the guy was like, hey, I know you have these different jobs for bids. I already wrote, wrote up like what those jobs need for brick. Mm-hmm. And you didn't have to worry about it. And that's just like, I mean, an off one example, but oh, there's definitely like so nice you wouldn't have. For instance, like I have a one of our suppliers we use. They are put together quotes for us for different miscellaneous materials, and we'll use different miscellaneous materials on different jobs based off the specified material that the architect or engineer want to use. And some suppliers, you'll have to reach out to them, tell you the exact material you have Mm -hmm. to use, everything like that, and they'll put together a quote based off of what you tell them. This one supplier we use all the time. You tell them the job, they'll reach out, get the drawings, get the specifications and everything like that, go through the entire thing for you, and give you a quote based off of what... How nice is that? It's super nice because it's one less thing I have to worry about. When I have to hold somebody's hand and walk them through the entire journey, like, here's what you have to give me a quote on, here's why you have to give me a quote on, and all these other things like that, and at the end they go, well, here's your number. It's like, well, then what are you doing? You're just calling somebody, getting the product... And then you're like the pass through, and then giving it to me, but you don't know anything about what you're selling. In they're just like changing paper in hands, essentially. And it's very, it makes it, it's almost like, well, I'd rather give the job to the person that knows what's going on for the same price because yeah. they at least are intelligent about and, what they're selling. And that again brings it back to mindset. Like uh, you want to be the type of guy that your mindset is your trusted advisor, and they are your partner. So you you don't want to just like throw. There's plenty of people just throw shit against the wall, and hopefully something mm-hmm. sticks. You know. Um, to the guy where he does all that work for you and it sticks what pretty much every time yeah you know and that goes to any industry the easier you can make their lives the, the less they have to think about it the easier the decision is going to be on your end and, and if, it's not a it's not like a it's not like a, a, a turn and burn where they're just like cool got your business this one time don't really give a shit about your overall business because you got this one big sale I'll deal with the rest of the shit down the line you know, switch that mindset to like this is my these all your accounts are your partners basically. Does that make sense? No, entirely makes sense. And we have a couple like the same suppliers, like somebody like this, like hey, he's reached this person reached out a couple of times, being like, hey, you guys buy a lot of this material. We have a lot of this extra in stock that's from old da da da. I could probably get you guys a discounted rate since you guys use this stuff all this time. You know what I mean? Let me know. I have it in here, mm-hmm. and just call me, and I'll get it for you whenever you want. It's like, oh, you pay attention to what we use, your actual mm-hmm. integral to our company, not just like, oh, hey, here's the stuff you wanted for this job. Here you go. And I'm going to try to push my product on somebody else. I don't care about this one. So, no. And you can trust that guy not to dick you. Like, he's obviously losing money, losing margin to do that. Oh, yeah. like, he's losing money to tell you about those savings. Oh, yeah, because sure. he could charge me the same exactly. thing thrown on a truck. And you would never know. I would never know, especially in the office, because I'd be like, oh, I'm paying this. And they send it on the field. And I mean, the amount of sites we have, I would never know if it was, let's say, an older product or something like that. Yeah, people buy from people they know, like, and trust. So that dude uh, take it upon himself to get you to trust him. She's like, hey, I can save you some cash, even though it affects my bottom line. But in the long run, 
you know, if you change your mindset a little bit in the long run, it's going to help that guy because oh, yeah, you're totally. going to trust them. And you look on the guys you're like to give them more business. I bought it a while ago. Um, my fault didn't sell it, but I'll help you out sell it to you. You know what I mean? Cheaper because I see you guys use this all the time. Here you go. Let me know. No problem. It's like you're probably losing, not making as much money as you should be on this thing. Definitely and you're not. Helping, and you're helping me out, and it's saving me money. It's like wow, you actually want me to do well. Yeah, yeah which especially mind. in small businesses, that means the world. Yeah, it's so, so switching your mindset to just being a salesperson to being the actual trusted advisor and partner of all your customers. Which you obviously, if you have a lot of customers, you're not going to do with every single one. But like, try to hit your top third. You know, make that a, make that oh, yeah, a your key goal. accounts. The ones you're like, wow, look at the sales numbers I'm getting. You know, if you have 150 guys. accounts, try doing that with your top 50. You know? Yeah, and especially too, you figure if there's somebody like that and it earns you an extra ten percent on those big accounts, that's a huge number. Opposed to doing that on your smaller accounts and that don't do that big a sales number, you're like, okay, is that really worth that extra time I'm putting it? Not that those smaller accounts aren't worth it, but that extra ten percent that you're putting in for those accounts, you know what I mean, isn't going to really pay off. Yeah, I, t- I try doing it based off of effort. So like, even if my small accounts that they're giving me like they might not they're never going to be a million dollar two million three four or five whatever they're not going to be a monster account but like they're putting in effort like I'll try to help them put an effort with them to to grow them as much as I can um, and that's always like my mindset like I try to partner with people as much as they try to partner with me also you know it's, obviously you want to go catch all those whales but like if you have a guy at the bottom of the pack but like he's really trying and really invested like you got to help these guys out too oh of course and then i know we do a lot of work with guys that aren't the giant huge we don't do multi-million dollar work with them but they're always giving us jobs yeah they're always throwing us work all this time like that and it's like oh i'll help you out no matter what you want even though your sales numbers with you guys isn't huge yeah, it's good people yeah you're good people and you're always trying to help us out and everything like that and i'll put the extra effort in you and i'll give you better customer service when it comes down to actually doing things like mm-hmm. that but I don't know how can we wrap this like or how can we like no, put I didn't this want in to my... wrap it up yeah no no, no I didn't mean to wrap uh, it up but like I'm trying I feel like we're getting like on a little like yeah I knew we were on a tangent but I do want to bring it back to is uh, earlier when we talk about mindset with uh, people that are like yeah. really good at what they do yeah I remember you and I sat down when we were first talking about this we were talking about getting up like super early and getting all the shit done go to the gym early and then getting getting to work at like seven when you got up at like five and got everything out of the way. And you said you were going to start doing that. How has that worked for you? It's actually worked out really well. So I usually woke up at like 7, which I wouldn't say is crazy early, but also not crazy late by any means. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. So I started waking up at like 5.30, 5.45, which I thought was – that's a substantially big difference between mm-hmm. you and me what I was doing. And it really helped – because I'm somebody that it takes me a little bit like I'm not that great of a morning morning person like I like mornings but it takes me a little while to get going you know what I mean like wake up get invigorated and everything like that well there's a Starbucks right by my apartment so I've gotten this routine where I started waking up in the morning walking to Starbucks which is probably like I don't know six blocks something like that going to Starbucks going to get a coffee because I was I, I would drive to Starbucks at 7 a.m. in the morning anyways I'm like alright I'll wake up walk to Starbucks, go get a coffee, walk back to my apartment to kind of start off my day. And just like getting outside and getting moving and then that early time, it really gets you feeling like motivated. Yeah, I feel like you feel more productive when everybody's sleeping. It changes your mindset too. It definitely does. Where you feel like you're, you're ready to conquer. You're ready to take over. And I don't... How do you say this? Like it almost gives you like this... You feel like superior almost. You're like, I'm up before everybody else. I'm achieving before everybody else. So the thing else. is, if you, did, if, you, if you played sports, it's like, I know my competition is not doing this. You mm-hmm. know, that type of thing. And that's why I would a lot, I mean, not to branch off of that, but like I go into the office a lot on the weekends, is I know 95% of my competition isn't working on the weekends. And I feel like it gives me an edge where it's like I'm working while everybody else isn't. Yeah. And it helps me really grow. But the waking up in the morning thing, the first week sucked, dude. Yeah, once you get like anything else, once you get in the routine, dude, you, it sucks. You wake up in the morning and you're sitting there. You know what? It's not the mornings that suck. It's the regimenting yourself at night and realizing that you need to go to bed. Yeah, because waking up at five thirty, five forty-five sucks. You want seven hours of sleep. I mean, seven hours of sleep is like 
a good night's sleep and everything it's like pretty solid. Yeah, and you're not running, I mean, yourself ragged on that. Mm-hmm. So that means you got to be in bed by 10.30. And you know whenever, it's not like you walk up to your, you're going to your bed, you're plopping your head down at 10.30 and you're out immediately. I don't know about you, but that's not me. It takes me a little while to decompress from like everything that's going on. So that means and I usually have like a routine of like taking a, like melatonin beforehand, letting that kick in and then kind of falling asleep. So you can't do that right at 10.30. So it's like at 9 o'clock, it's like, okay, I have to start winding down, close up everything I'm doing for the day. And it's hard to do, especially when like a lot of your friends, people you're talking to, whatever you're doing, are still up and about and doing everything like that. And you're like, no, I got to shut down my phone and I got to just end the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, nine o'clock, text mail telling, go to bed, read a book, which I'm reading right now. What's that, what's that book? Um, Leaders Eat Last, which I'm starting to read that and it, it's really good. I'm, I'm a big fan of it. We'll probably have a uh, episode on that or at least like have that. a synopsis of what's going on with that. But now reading that, like reading a book and then turn the lights off at 10 o'clock and try. Uh, that's to- a great segue before we wrap up. Um, so you talked about reading a book, mindset, reading a book. So I want to segue into, like, as a mindset, how do you make yourself better? So, like, like we touched on before, I've always listened to podcasts, uh, books on tape, read books, and and whatever. You went to uh, conferences, whatever, found a mentor, anything I do to make myself mm-hmm. better. And I think that's such a big, like, mindset change because you see so many people – in both our industries that do the same job for like 30 years mm-hmm. which is like fine if that's what you want to do but there's no growth but that, yeah exactly but it's fine like if you don't there's plenty of people that don't care to grow they're mm-hmm. comfortable whatever but if you're one of those people that do want to grow and do want to change like you have to switch your mindset to get better because like if if you want to raise and you're coming to me and you want to raise and I'm like well you you're the same guy girl I've hired for the last five years like why would I give you a raise? Yeah, does it make any sense? sense? So like, you got to switch your mindset to like always want to grow, always want to get better. And, and I would recommend somebody, even if you you're having a hard time with the mindset, is pick up one of those books, whatever kind of mind you only leadership. Read, buy books on tape and listen in the car, listen to it at the gym. Oh, they definitely help. Like Audible, Audible is a great like, yeah, app to 100%. have that you can kind of like listen to those books on tape. There's but plenty of them out there. But don't you agree that once you start listening to those books, it does change your mindset because it makes you oh, want to be better. One hundred percent. Those guys are like, they're like I don't want to say self help books, but they're like they're so good at what they do. It makes you want to. Kind of like what a self-help book does is make you want to get better. Yeah, and run through a wall and everything. Yeah, and you're just 100%. like, yes, this is awesome. So those alone will help you just change your mindset. It's just picking up one of those books and reading through the first 20 pages. Yeah. And you just become so much better. And it just flips that switch inside of you where you're like, okay. And then once you start realizing it and – Read it at night just to chill out and unwind. And you think about it and if you really were to – you sit there and you go, okay, what do I do between the hours of 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock? First off, I bet you 90% of the people spend at least an hour scrolling on social media. Mm-hmm. The other hour? Watching TV. Watching some nonsense TV that they're not yeah. going to be able – that's not going to educate them whatsoever. So you could take that time and turn it into something where you're actually educating yourself and you're investing in yourself. You know what I like to do is when I pick up a book because I don't – I'm not like a huge fan of reading. But I do it all the time because I know it makes me better. I like to uh, take a highlighter and like anytime I see something just not even thinking I just highlight it I'm like that sounded good in my head highlight it next page that sounded good highlight it next page and I don't think about it again and then I go back after the book's done and look at all the things I highlighted and reread them like holy shit like you don't even think like you thought this was important until you go back and you see there's like four sentences five sentences per page out of 300 pages highlighted and you go back and like alright this could really help me and then you go back and refocus and read I totally do that I have those little like um, sticky notes Mm -hmm. or whatever those like markers that you just put on the page and I highlight them put there and then like my books are all littered which is different notes like the outside of them just all the different chapters you think you're not retaining anything you go back and you're like wow I remember that and it's great because there's key points in a book that you just remember shit like actually makes sense yeah and that's what I like to do is I'll read books and I don't like to try to read like 100 pages at a time because I feel like it's too much to retain. Yeah, what yeah. I'll do is I'll take a book and probably what, like 25 pages, it'll take you like what, 20, half hour, 
like 20, yeah, maybe 20 30 minutes no read. Idea, maybe, yeah. But I like taking that, like reading 25 pages and like digesting that and decompressing that and yeah. like kind of taking that like information I've learned, anything that I think is applicable to my life and kind of like applying it and then go into the next chapter. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that. It's like taking small bites. Yeah. Trying to apply. Like when we were reading power questions, I think I harped on three questions with you for shit a month. Yeah. Like I just sat down, thought about those three or four questions. How can I change those three or four questions three or four different ways and use them? I was like, dude, these questions are great. But it's kind of like the whole thing about, about you can't. You eat, how do you eat an elephant one by a time mm-hmm. is like if there's a book that's really going to be great for your life you can't try to implement that entire book at one time but if you take little segments of the book and try to implement it and then take another little segment implement it it's a lot easier to apply that book that you really think is going to benefit you yeah you to be think, post- uh, just talking through this I think the uh, my big takeaway is like when it comes to mindset would be kind of obsessive like you obsess about getting better. You kind of obsess about what you do a little bit. I mean, in a healthy way. <laughs> Not an excessive way, but you kind of, like you're reading a bunch of books to make yourself better at your job. You kind of got to be a little obsessive. If you're reading books to get better in your personal life, you kind of got to be a little obsessive. If you're trying to go to the gym and lose 50 pounds, kind of got to be a little obsessive to hit all those big goals. You might not have to obsess to hit those small goals along the way. <laughs> To, to get to your end goal, you kind of got to obsess a little bit. And I bet you that's what those like freak CEOs do. Mm-hmm. They just obsess about what It encompasses their entire life. Yeah. That's all it is. And that's what, that's kind of how I Which am. might not be healthiest if you want to have a nice work. And that's what, that's the problem. But... Like, and that's like you and I have a little bit of a difference. And I'm not saying I'm Jeff Bezos whatsoever. But everybody goes like, oh, yeah, I mean, you work a lot. I'm like, well. Work is my life. It's what make it's what makes me happy. I love my job. So when people are like, oh, I work to live my life, work is my life. I like working 60, 70 hours a week because I'm obsessed with what and I do and I want to be the best at what I do. You're a little bit different breed than 99.9% of people because, you know, it's your family business. Oh, yeah. And I'm, you know what I mean? It's got to be mine and I can have that and all that. Yeah, and it, it's different. But, I mean, there's also a lot of people who have the same like avenue that I would and they would squander it so it's not like yeah I mean, oh, 100% every, but, I'm not saying you don't have to work hard to get oh, to no. keep it but yeah you definitely have to be obsessed about it where it just encompasses everything about you to actually obtain those crazy goals mm-hmm. I mean and you have to be able to really like prioritize your life and go you can't have everything you can't have like the incredible work the incredible personal life and all these things like that you have to you can at one point at some point in the end but the only way you do it is at some point in your life you spent a solid five years hyper focused on one aspect of those yeah that takes me to uh, the mindset skills results just to wrap it up mm-hmm. yeah there's a great man once sat in front of us and said mindset skills results over and over and over again I think really if you get your mindset in check That'll help you learn the skills. And if you have a mindset and your skills, the results will come. And I really wanted to focus on mindsets, not so much the skill, this podcast. Because I truly think if you have your mindset set first. Where you want to get better. The skills will come later. Totally, because then you try to. And the skills get, come, the results will come after that. Totally. If you get the mindset, then you start picking up on the skills because you want to get better exactly. and all that but if you don't want to get better and you don't have that mindset then you don't start acquiring skills but then you see you get the skills and i was reading that book that's so good they can't ignore you and it's called the craftsman or mindset where you develop a shit ton of tools in your toolbox mm-hmm. and that gets you the ability to succeed in life because you have all these things that you can apply to your life become that you can become uber successful and i can't stretch enough try to find a mentor like I was eating, I was out to eat with one of our friends, and uh, he's like, "How did you learn this? How to learn? Did you learn that? How did you learn this? What books did you read?" I was like, "I read this, this, and this." But the big thing was, I found a mentor that was way better than me, mm-hmm. way better than me, and I would read books and then pick his brain, read books, mm-hmm. pick his brain, and the whole time we would like talk through books, we would talk through what I was doing, what he was doing, and I think that's the biggest thing. And I well, was some like, people what are don't have in your company. 
the majority of people that are going to work for that are listening going to work for big corporations, not family. But sometimes, no. But I'm saying, like, some people don't. It's or let's say people are introverts and they have a hard time reaching out. Like, I what I was going to say off of that is like for people that don't have mentors, like a direct physical mentor, is that find somebody you idolize that's fairly prominent, a author, some self help guy, whatever it was, athlete, whatever, yeah, and kind pick, of follow them. Yeah, read their by picking their brand. I mean, like read their books and shit. Yeah, read their stuff that they're on follow their blogs about what they want to do, and they're like, hey, I really read this book. Like, you've heard me talk about. But Tim. if you could find somebody in your company, oh, that makes and, like it hit them up and just say, hey. I'm really looking for a mentor. Like, I know you're super busy. Can you take a couple minutes every month and give me 20 minutes just have mm-hmm. a coach call? I bet you the majority of people are going to be nice enough to say yes. Oh, definitely. And, and most of the people that flattered. are super successful realize that they came from the same situation you were in. And they get success by helping other people be successful. That lifts them up. Oh, yeah. Because you know how people become super successful at some point? is they have other people working for them. They don't have to work as hard. So if they realize they train people below them and they pass on their knowledge, it makes their life easier. It'll just help them in the long run. Yeah, exactly. So, no, but what I was going to say is like, I and to wrap this all up, and this is my last thing I'm going to say, is that you've heard me mention Tim Ferriss before. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Tim Ferriss. I idolize the guy. I think he's incredible. But he has something that's called... F- I've listened to him, and I think some of his shit is bullshit. But go on. Dude, he's an animal. He's an animal. But we'll touch on something. But later. no, he has something called Five Bullet Friday. Yeah, where he lists like five things. He's he also has his four hour work week, which I think is the dumbest shit ever. But go on. I don't. I don't. You know what? I read the four hour work week. I didn't like the four hour work week. Yeah. I disagreed with it. His Tools of Titans and Tribe of Mentors book. I haven't though, seen that one. I'll have to try it. Tools of Titans is he basically takes like all these guys that are the high end superior people and all of these industries, interviews them about what makes them tick. I'll give him. I'll give him another track. So we'll say I. Looked into that four hour and it, it just sucks. turned me on. No, I, I hated the four hour work week. I did not like it. Travel Mentors and um, Tools of Titans, fucking fantastic book and his podcast. Great about what makes people tick. But he does something, that, and I think he's really good. But he does these things, like I said, Five Bullet Friday, where basically it's like five things that he's doing this week. You know what I mean? What he's reading, what he's listening to, yeah, what he's cool. watching. But it's something that I idolize, and it's something that, like, almost like a mentor, like, okay, hey, this is what he's doing to get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can mimic it a little bit. Yeah, so, like, you can idea. do that stuff like that with, like, people you, you idolize. You do it on your own, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, that was mindset. I don't know. I'm kind of going wrap it up. emphasize mindset, skills, results. Get your mindset in order. The skills will eventually come for making yourself better. And if you have the mindset and skills, the results will follow. And that's pretty much it. We, we can touch on it again later. And go a little bit deeper on like the skill side but um, I think the first thing everybody needs to do is get their mindset checked in order yeah baby step mindset first and then you can start going on the path of skills and then like Kenny said then the results will follow yeah that's all I got man let's wrap it up so I am Adam Harris and he is Ken Miller no you are the infamous Ken Miller the infamous Ken Miller and that is another episode of Beers, Bourbon, Business and Broski and we hope you guys uh, enjoyed Have a good one.